Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode of Ancient Prophets Modern Message. My name is Dave Ward, I'm your host. This podcast will take the form of a short reflection based on a reading from one of the 12 minor prophets. Every episode is divided into five sections. Pause, read, think, pray and live. You'll be invited to pause, to read a few verses from the Bible, to think about some of the issues the passage raises, and to pray about what you've learned. Finally, you're invited to think of small actions you can take to actually put into practice the message of the prophet as you live your everyday life. Today we continue our reflections in series two of the podcast. We're looking at the tough and tender prophecy of Hosea. Hosea, part nine, history. And we pause. God is always with us, but so many things fill our hearts and minds that we're easily distracted forget that God is there and so we pause to renew our awareness of the presence of God. We spend time being still and resting in that presence. Time is running out chapters 12 and 13, Hosea gives Israel a history lesson which underlines his despair that they will not come back to God in the present and so avoid a disastrous future. And we're reading from Hosea 12 verses 2 to 14. Now the Lord is bringing charges against Judah He's about to punish Jacob for all his deceitful ways and pay him back for all he's done. Even in the womb, Jacob struggled with his brother when he became a man, he even fought with God. Yes, he wrestled with an angel and won. He wept and pleaded for a blessing from him. There at Bethel, he met God face to face and God spoke to him. The Lord God of heaven's armies, the Lord is his name. So now, come back to your God. Act with love and justice and always depend on him. But no, the people are like crafty merchants selling from dishonest scales. They love to cheat. Israel boasts, I'm rich. I've made a fortune all by myself. No one has caught me cheating. My record is spotless. But I am the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in Egypt and I will make you live in tents again as you do each year at the festival of shelters. I sent my prophets to warn you with many visions and parables. 
But the people of Gilead are worthless because of their idol worship. And in Gilgal too, they sacrifice bulls. Their altars are lined up like the heaps of stone along the edges of a ploughed field. Jacob fled to the land of Aram, and there he earned a wife by tending sheep. Then, by a prophet, the Lord brought Jacob's descendants out of Egypt, and by that prophet they were protected. But the people of Israel had bitterly provoked the Lord, so their Lord will now sentence them to death in payment for their sins. Poet Steve Turner wrote this brief poem that neatly sums up Hosea's prophecy in chapters 12 and 13. History repeats itself. Has to. No one listens. Hosea reminds Israel of three ways that they constantly reject God and go their own way, using three characters from their history. They resist God, illustrated by the story of Jacob, the deceiving cheat, who got himself and his family into all sorts of trouble by not doing things God's way. We can read about that in Genesis chapter 27 and 28. They rebel against God, illustrated by the story of Moses, who enacted God's rescue of Israel from slavery in Egypt only to have them rebel against God in the desert and in their new land. We read about that in Numbers chapters 12 to 20. And then finally they replace God, illustrated by the story of Saul, who became king after the people demanded that God gave them a king so they could be like all the other nations. That didn't turn out well either. About it in 1 Samuel chapters 12 and 15. Thomas Merton said, The only mistake that remains a mistake is one from which you do not learn. Unfortunately, Israel have a history of failing to learn, going their own way, ignoring God, which leads to disaster. Then God raises up a rescuer who delivers Israel, who then begin the cycle all over again. They do not learn. And at last, for them, time has run out. Hosea is writing these words less than five years before Israel is totally destroyed in 722 BC when the tiny group of survivors is either taken off into exile in Assyria or flee as fugitives to Egypt. Assyria settles non-Jews in the land and the northern kingdom essentially disappears from history. And we pray. Father, thank you for your grace and forgiveness. Help us to be learners who learn from our mistakes. Rescue us from being stuck in an endless circle of repeating history. Thank you for not giving up on us, 
even when we give up on you. Thank you that if we are unfaithful, you remain faithful, for you cannot deny who you are. Amen. And as we think about living this out in our day-to-day lives, Jesus told a story in Luke chapter 13, verses 6 to 9. A man planted a fig tree in his garden and came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it, but he was always disappointed. Finally, he said to his gardener, I've waited three years, there hasn't been a single fig. Cut it down, it's just taking up space in the garden. The gardener answered, Sir, give it one more chance, leave it another year, and I'll give it special attention and plenty of fertiliser. If we get figs next year, fine. If not, then you can cut it down. Jesus was speaking here of Israel and its system of sacrifice and temple worship. Sadly, Israel once again failed to listen, to learn from its past, despite God's constant intervention and despite the presence of Jesus the Messiah, that in 70 AD all that was swept away by the Romans. Look back over your life. How many times has Jesus prayed to the Father on your behalf? How many times has he asked for more grace for you so that your life can be fruitful? Maybe he's having to ask right now. Thank him for his constant grace, for a multitude of second chances, and ask him to enable you to live the new life that Jesus has given you in a more fruitful way. And a final prayer. Father, keep me constantly aware of your loving presence wherever I go today. Jesus, help me to resemble you in the things I do, think and say with all the people I will meet today. Spirit, open my eyes to see you at work in the world and prompt me to join in with what I see. Amen.